The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 12th chapter. Jesus said, I came to cast fire on the earth and would that it were already kindled. I have a baptism to be baptized with and how great is my distress until it is accomplished. Do you think that I have come to give peace on earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. For from now on, in one house there will be five divided, three against two and two against three. They will be divided, father against son and son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against mother, mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. He also said to the crowds, when you see a cloud rising in the west, you say at once, a shower is coming, and so it happens. And when you see the south wind blowing, you say, there will be scorching heat, and it happens. You hypocrites, you know how to interpret the appearance of the earth and sky, but why do you not know how to interpret the present time? This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. When the words of Jesus are read, I often find myself thinking about how the apostles must have heard his words. And then years later, as other Christians lived, pastors served and missionaries evangelized, what were they thinking when the Gospels were read in the Holy Assembly? Certainly wars, famines, illness, and social issues of the day all weaved their way through the minds of the hearers as they listened to the Gospels. And as the Holy Assembly would gaze upon the cross, as our gospel was read for this morning, there must have been much to ponder as there is today as we gaze upon the cross hanging over the altar. I came to cast fire upon the earth. There will be division, Jesus says. His life on the earth brought proof to these words. But what do we hear this morning? The gospel is telling us that the disciple of Jesus will face struggles in this world. There is a great resistance to the gospel. The apostles themselves faced a great amount of opposition. St. Paul went from being an educated Pharisee to having to leave cities by night to avoid being attacked or arrested. In the courtyard during Jesus' arrest, Peter could feel the tension of being connected to Jesus as all eyes were on him as he denied the Lord three times. Regarding Jesus' arrest, Luke tells us that Pilate and Herod, who had previously been enemies, became friends. I often think of James, the brother of Jesus, the bishop of Jerusalem, 
What did he think about when he pondered these words of Christ? He had a most difficult task that he may have likened to a fire cast on the earth. In those days, to leave the Jewish faith to become a Christian would have had severe consequences. The early Christians in Jerusalem were not only beginning to feel increasingly unwelcome in the synagogues, but were being ostracized by friends and even their closest family members. It was said of James that even as he served as bishop of the church in Jerusalem, he would go into the temple and pray for his Jewish brethren. In doing this, James kept the door open to speak with the Jewish people about Jesus as the Messiah. But James and the young church would then experience a persecution around 42 AD inspired by the Pharisees, which would cripple the Jerusalem church severely. You had that going on on the outside, but then also in Acts chapter 15, James led the Apostolic Synod to make some decisions on disagreements from within the church. There were persecutions from outside and disagreements from within. It would happen that the Jewish persecution of Christian churches occasioned the epistle of James. James' epistle is instruction in a world where being a Christian is not easy. Jesus' words in our gospel were real and tangible for the young, vibrant church in Jerusalem. The opening words of James' letter attest to the young church's struggle as he addresses the churches as the 12 tribes in the dispersion. James would then write just a few verses later, Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you fall into various temptations, knowing that your testing of faith produces patient endurance, and let patience endurance be finished, completed, in order that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. That temptation is growing weak and renouncing the faiths, the faith because of the pressures surrounding the church. In the midst of these temptations, James will say at the very end of his epistle some very striking words. He says, My brothers, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone brings him back, let him know that whoever brings back a sinner from his wandering will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. James is talking about the ministry in forgiving sins and in teaching. But perhaps James was also thinking about his own struggle early on with division and distrust as he struggled to believe that Jesus is the Savior. St. Paul gives us a litany of people who saw Jesus resurrected in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. In that listing, Paul says that Jesus went to James privately 
and showed him his wounds. Perhaps the closing words of James were also very personal. Jesus came to James and brought him back from his wandering and saved his soul from death and covered a multitude of sins. James sins. It is not easy to be a Christian in this world. We get distracted. We grow weary in the faith. Evil makes us weak and sometimes impotent. We are sometimes afraid, and fear leads then to deeper vices and troubles, and we sometimes walk slowly away and distance ourselves from our Savior. We exchange the love of Christ for selfish lusts and false loves that lack the enduring qualities of joy. But Jesus comes, and two roads stand before us, the way of life and the way of death. It is here that we find the fire. Here lies the division between the world and evil and Christ and his holiness. When Jesus approaches us with his life-giving wounds, just like he did with James, what springs forward? Life or death? Jesus comes to make his forgiveness and love known to you. Here come the signs we are to see that Jesus mentions in the gospel. You know how to observe the weather, he says. Now observe the marks of holiness. Now that Jesus has come to us, we see those marks and those signs of victory, mercy, love, and forgiveness. We look at the baptismal font, and the paschal candle flickers with Easter's fire that leads us into Pentecost. As the holy assembly gathers at the font and the gospel is read, we hear a word from our Lord that speaks peace in a world of tumult. The crossroads of life and death are there, and Jesus shows you his wounds as he breathes his breath of life upon the church. His fire purifies you as he forgives you your sins. He speaks a gentle word and takes you by the hand just like he did James. And he shows you a new way on a new day because we have resurrection light in our midst. We see the sun rise and we think about things eternal. We read the signs and we see that the eternal day dawns because of the merciful love of our dear and precious Savior. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen.